Champaign, Illinois native Emily Harrington coming to you from Kitchen Table Studios in the ever-evolving, sometimes boring, flatlands of Champaign-Urbana for the next podcast episode of Hyperlocals, where townies and transplants share their tales of tears and triumphs, losses and wins, so stay tuned to catch the characters behind the beloved Twin Cities of CU. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Hyper Locals podcast. I have with me a very special, ethereal spirit in the room at Kitchen Table Studios, someone I have never experienced in terms of their profession, so I'm quite excited. I literally ran into her at a store, started talking to her. She told me what she did, and I thought, wow, this is going to be very interesting to many readers. And now just in the pre-interview, I hear she is a born and raised Champagnian, uh, Centennial High School, 1971. So this is very exciting. This is Miss Deb Stewart, the intuitive. Well, I grew up in Champaign-Urbana. Okay. Um, my dad was a sports announcer here, so I bleed orange and blue. And he was on Penny for Your Thoughts. He started Penny for Your Thoughts. He was uh, His name was Larry Stewart, and he was the voice of the Illini. Wow, that is so funny. And so I grew up going to all the games. Sure. And um, my grandma taught me how to sew when I was eight, mm-hmm. and so I made clothes for rock and roll bands for a long time. But at the same time, I always felt like there was another world beyond what we could see. Hmm. So when I was 10, I was like writing poems to the moon, you know, I was one of those kids with the poetry notebook. <laughs> I, I know, it's very embarrassing. And um, I uh, I just always felt that, it was, that there was an unseen world. So I'm 16 years old, a friend of mine's reading my cards at a party, and I thought, well, that looks interesting. Hmm. So I bought myself a deck and taught myself how to read, and I've been doing it ever since. A tarot deck. A tarot deck, yes. Um, and this is the 80s. Yes. Oh, no, honey, I wish. No, this <laughs> this was the very early 70s. Okay. Yeah. So like flower power, peace oh, and love? Oh, oh, up, up to your eyeballs in it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this was common at that time tarot reading it was it was sort of a trend with with some of the hippie kids at school okay it wasn't um massive i mean a lot of people still had some very weird preconceived notions about about the tarot and you okay. know, is it evil yeah or, you know are you a charlatan or this or that and or so, witchcraft or which oh heavens yes witchcraft sure yes, okay turn me into a frog now <laughs> okay wow okay so this was kind of trendy and would you describe yourself as a hippie in the day? Mm, I was sort of a wannabe hippie. I was a weekend hippie because I was a good girl. <laughs> oh, I see. You had to be a little more um, wild to be a hippie. I think so. My grandma's house was haunted. A lot of people felt stuff. And I just, I always felt things, but I wow. was never really afraid of it. Your grandma's house being haunted. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you say that, that might sound interesting to people. Mm-hmm. What makes you say that? 
family ghosts. I mean, the house was built in the um, very early 1900s, and people would see things. Uh, my best friend moved into the attic apartment at one point. She kind of knew what was going on, and she came racing down the stairs the next day and said, you didn't tell me things were going to fly out of the ceiling at wow. me. I'm like, you didn't ask. <laughs> was this a local home? Yeah, yeah. It's in it's in Old Champagne. Wow. Okay. So when you say this was haunted, this is um, commonplace, common known, nothing unusual no no nothing weird nothing evil we would just see materializations and things in the house what's a materialization (laughs) so i I know this sounds really goofy and i'm actually a very pragmatic person but um we would see outlines of people um feel real strong presences gosh okay to this day, is this house haunted? No. In fact, we sold the house when I moved to New York in the 80s. And I, when I came back, I thought, oh, I'd love to buy that house back. So a friend of mine who knows the family who owns it took me over there, and we took a little tour. And, and she's like, don't say anything weird to them. So finally, I just said, have you ever seen anything unusual? And they're like, oh, no. They're sort of like the Flanders from, from The Simpsons. Oh. And, and I was like, okay, that's cool. I was just curious. So I think the family ghosts moved out when we did. Wow. Okay. Is there any other ghost stories, materializations that would be interesting to the listeners that you think that something that really sticks out in your mind? Or is this your everyday? It's not my everyday. I mean, if if it were, I could find my car keys in the morning. (laughs) Um, I used to do a psychic fair in St. Louis once a month. And I don't do psychic fairs anymore. I paid my dues and I don't advertise. It's all word of mouth. But this woman came over and said, I would really like you to read for my son. And um, I said, okay. So he came over and we're talking. And I, you see with your eyes and you see with your mind. And so in my mind, he had a open neck shirt on. And I saw, it wasn't there, but I saw rope burns. And, mm. I, and I don't prompt people. And so I said, so, you know, how are things? And he was telling me about what was going on. And he didn't like his mom's new husband. And he wanted to stay in St. Louis with his sister. I said, you're not thinking about doing anything stupid, are you? He's like, yeah. I said, tell me what it is. And he told me, I said, honey, I can see that. That is not for you. So his mom came up and talked to me later and she let him stay with his sister and everything worked out well. Wow. But it was, and nobody's ever more surprised than me when I see stuff like that. It's just like, really? So there was nothing physical nothing on his physical neck. on him, but it was, it was almost like in my mind's eye, I could see the rope burns. Does this happen to you often where you see things on people and you feel like you need to say something? Well, it happens enough, but normally when I read for people, I'm not telling them anything they haven't already thought about or their friends haven't told them. Mm. Um, One of the times that 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 did happen was I was reading on a country radio station in town right before 9-11, and I never remember my readings, so I tape them for people and I have people write them down. And about a week later, um, the DJ called and he said, all you did was talk about the Twin Towers. I was like, really? So, you know, some of this, it goes past my brain. So when you were on that particular radio mm-hmm. station, you were doing a reading for someone. I was doing a reading, and there's a um, card called The Moon, and it's got a tower on either side. And so I just kept talking about that, and it just didn't really register for me. Oh, my gosh. I know, it was really weird. So when you walk out the door, you'll pretty much forget about what you talked about. More or less, yeah. I mean, some stuff sticks with me. I mean, I've got some very memorable readings. Has anyone ever contacted you after the fact? Yes, all the time. Really? I used to read cards at Boltini on Monday nights when it was open years ago. And people would come up to me and say, you said I was going to have twins, and I didn't believe it, and I had twins. And I get 
the loveliest feedback from people. And wow. it's really nice because it's like, I just try and get out of my own way when I read. It's not like I'm like this big psychic or anything. I just try and move out of the way and let somebody smarter talk. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you will say, quote unquote, bad news. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is, this is nothing people don't already know. Right. If there's something I see, I'll tell people, but I always think that you can change it up. Mm. Um, I mean, I've seen people who were ill. Um, mm. I've seen people who were going to die, but but the Jeez. relatives or the family knew that. Wow. Knew that. And and it, it comes up in metaphors sometimes. So, um, you know, I'll kind of talk around things. Like I said, I don't want to prompt people with their parents' permission, sure. with their grandparents' permission. I have a lot of young kids come to me who are, you know, having issues and confused about things. And so I just sort of try and, you know, be a good listener. Wow. And with good listening, things start to rise to the surface. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Tell me, mm-hmm. intuitive, psychic, medium. Okay. Are they different? Yes. Okay. Um, psychic is a sweeping term for anybody who does any kind of metaphysical work. It's not a term I like to use for myself because I feel like it's making me sound like something I'm not. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm intuitive. Yeah, I've developed a lot of intuition. Everybody out there has got a certain amount of intuition. It just depends on what you do with it. My brother, who's a guitar player, if you looked at his astrology chart, he should be the psychic, not me. But he sees things in very garden variety ways. Mm. So it just really depends. I don't hang out with a lot of other people who do this because mm-hmm. I, I think some of them are kind of weird. But but my the people around me are very open to what I do. Wow. Speaking of that, is this genetic, do you think? You know, I always thought maybe it was. I thought, oh, there's probably some wild Cajun woman in the, our family background. Yeah. And then I did Ancestry, and we were like the whitest white people on the planet. Oh, that is so funny. So um, possibly a Russian grandmother, I don't know. All right, so we talked about psychic. What's a medium? <clears throat> medium um, is somebody who can contact the dead, and I use that in quotations. And... Um, People are always asking me to read about people who've passed. And lately, there's been this real trend of people bringing their relatives' ashes in and asking me to read off of them. I mean, not touch the ashes, you know, not sure. run fingers through them. but And it's interesting what comes up. A lot of times it's the energy of the person across from me that I'm reading for. You know, if someone's got an open mind, it's really easy to tap into it. But I just do what I do, and I've got a real good accuracy rate. Has there ever been a reading where you weren't comfortable and you said, I'm going to pass on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, some people lie to you. When I first started reading at Psychic Fears, people would come in and tell the most bald-faced lies. But I was doing it, this was like a million years ago, I was doing a reading for this guy who, his mother, who I sort of vaguely knew, said, oh, you know, he's in town, can you do a reading? And I was by myself in the house, and I never do that anymore. And this guy was talking about how he hated his mother, and she was a very bad person, and something terrible is going to happen, and I was going to know his name. And I just went, oh. oh my so my roommate's husband called, and I'm like, get over here now. And he didn't even say any, just got there in five minutes. He said, darling, are you ready to go out for dinner? I said, I'm going to have to cut this reading short. Sorry. And I didn't charge him, but I was just like, whoa, okay. So at some point in your career, you did these out of your home? Out of where I was living, yeah. I don't do them out of my home anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a private space at International Galleries, the frame shop where I work. And I do, I'll do. i go to people's houses that I know if they're having parties and things. Sure. 
every Mardi Gras, I do um, five-minute readings at the Esquire Lounge in downtown Champaign, wow. and I donate all the money to charity. Oh, that's so and cool. And this year, it's Hoopston Animal Rescue Team, where I adopted my cat, and they're wonderful people. Oh, that's awesome. That is where I met you. Yeah. Getting um, a frame framed <laughs> yes. in Lincoln Square at International Galleries, and we just struck up a conversation because you sell different crystals, sage. Ephemera. Yeah. What, yes. Yeah. Um, just different tools tools okay and that started before i started working there and i worked in a crystal store in new york uh when i was going to school there in the 80s and i learned a lot more about stones and um people will come in and i have a a couple of people who are gemologists who come in i have a lot of young kids because i think if you are searching for something it's always nice to have a talisman whether it's a rock whether it's a you know a quarter um little fluffy animal, something. What makes a talisman special? Just your belief in it? What you yourself put into it. So it could be anything. It could be anything. It could be a gift from a family member. Hmm. It could be a guitar pick from some, you know, somebody that you really like. I have a silver dollar that my dad got in Las Vegas when I was a kid that I carry around with me. Wow. And it just, it just reminds me of him. I think it maybe shows people that there's something bigger than themselves. Yes. And and I, I absolutely believe that. I think that, you know, you focus on the positive. There's definitely something bigger than us, whatever you want to call it. Yes. And like James Brown says, keep on the good foot. You know, if you try and do the right thing, good things will happen. Sometimes good things don't. And hopefully it's a, a learning experience. Yeah. Speaking of that, what would you say to someone who's skeptical or think there is underlying evil? They're opening a door. I love skeptics. I would <laughs> rather read for a skeptic than a blind believer any day. I've had scientists come to me. I had a priest. I read for an ex-nun. And I have a, and I'm not going to try and make this too obvious of who they are. But sure. I have a friend who had wanted me to read for a long time for him. And his wife was very, you know, uncomfortable with sure. it. And then all of a sudden she was like, go ahead and because I always tell people I you know I work on the side of the angels or you know whoever you want to call them sure I'm not going to do anything bad because why I'm mm-hmm. not a bad person and if I feel something is not right I won't do it I can tell within the first couple of minutes if I can read for somebody or not And if I can't I don't charge them and I'll send them to somebody else really and I also keep a list of doctors and attorneys and safe houses and therapists because I can't do it all because you may need to give resources if yes. you find something yeah. that it's, they need help with. And the only time I ever deal in absolutes is if somebody's being beaten up. Oh, my Or gosh. has met someone online. I mean, ugh, I probably tell more people to break up with their boyfriends and girlfriends than anybody. That and it's like crazy. somebody will come to me like, oh, I met this person online and they want money. I'm like, have you never seen catfish? What's wrong with you people? Wow. <laughs> okay. How often are you doing this? It goes in ebbs and flows. Um, I have some regulars that I read for every six months. Um, I don't encourage people to come back and get dependent on me. It's like, just go do something and figure it out. You know? Wow, okay. But, um, you know, Valentine's Day, I do a lot of readings. Yeah. Um, so a lot is around love. Love, health, and money. Is Those this the person three. right for me? Is he wrong for me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or how do I find the right one? Right. I... Uh, I don't think you can bend anyone to your will, Mm. but I read years ago for a good friend um, who was at the U of I, and he was in love with his best friend, this woman, his best friend, and she was married to somebody else, and he was just going on and on, and normally I would say, you know, hang it up. And for some reason, I said, 
I'm going against everything I believe in, but I think you need to pursue this. They're married now. Wow. Yeah. So, but I also say you have to figure it out for yourself. Sure. All I'm doing is telling you what I see. Okay. You said love, health, and money. Health and money. Am I sick or the health aspect? The How health can aspect. I get healthier? <clears throat> There's that. There's something called psychometry where you can read off of other things. Okay. And I would say I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> so if it, I always ask permission if I can touch somebody. And I can pinpoint certain areas of things. One this the, is wild. Well, one of the funniest readings I ever did, again, this was years ago, was I was reading for a woman that I'd read for two or three years before. And we were sitting there, and I kept doing this. I kept touching my chest. And I said there's something going on you don't have breast cancer it's not a lung thing she goes oh i had a boob job and uh, i just fell on uh, on the floor laughing i'm like okay okay i get it now so funny okay so that's health mm-hmm. and then money people want it how do i get it the money thing is is funny because i always say work hard save your money you know don't go buy a million lottery tickets sure like that but as a joke, um, I'm in a writing group, and for my writing group, I did three months on the California Psychics Hotline, which is everything I've ever been against. Wow. And I finally quit because it was just so embarrassing. I had people calling me all the time going, oh, I quit my job, and I have three kids, and my husband's in prison, and I'm buying lottery tickets, and I'm calling all these psychics. So the people at the hotline hated me because I was like, no, don't do this. You need to save your money. You need to get a better job. You know, um, go on food stamps if you have to. You know, do make your life better for you and your kids. And so I wouldn't keep them on the phone forever. And yeah, it went over kind of like a lead balloon. So you're telling me you were employed. I was. On a psychic hotline. Yes. And you would sit in your home mm-hmm. and get calls patched into you yes i had a i had a separate phone line for that unbelievable some of of the people were real reasonable people i had a woman call me and say she was in love with her priest and i said well you know this this does not bode well and she said well all the other psychics said he'd marry me i said well then you're talking to the wrong person and i got but i got to the point where i would dread the phone calls because it took so much out of me emotionally and i could tell it wasn't doing anybody any good you don't have to be face to face with someone I've done phone readings for people for years. I have a client in San Francisco I've never met face-to-face. He was a referral from another friend, and I described his apartment. I told him what his cat's name was. But again, a lot of it is circumstances, how open the person is. Mm. And like I said, I just try and move out of my own way and let somebody else drive. Okay, so do you want to try this on me? Sure, why not? I have never had a psychic reading, maybe at a fair. Uh Uh-huh. I went to a booth one time, and I think I was asking, I wanted a boyfriend. Of course. (laughs) Which matches what you said. So I'm fairly open. I don't think there's any evil. I think you read people's vibes and you go with that. Exactly. Exactly. The cards are basically a focal point, Mm -hmm. um, mostly for the people that I'm reading for. Although there's a lot of history, and everybody reads a little bit differently. So tell me what's in front of you right now. What's in front of me, it's a little pack of angel cards, and they're not silly angel cards they're from england and they're kind of hip and each one has a word of intent on it okay so i use those with the reading too because a lot of times that'll be a subtext of the reading oh wow and then these are my tarot cards i've got a bunch of decks i usually use the handsome roberts deck it's real user friendly i also designed my own deck about four or five years ago and it's all pop culture it's all collage i mean all my pages have the last name page like jimmy page and satchel page and betty page and uh cartoon characters and you design these and those you can get at international galleries yes, yes, in lincoln we sell square the deck there mm-hmm. 
Okay, so the tarot cards look like a traditional deck of cards. They do. They do. There are a bunch of cards in here. There are two things. One is the major arcana, which are like the sun, the moon, death, mm-hmm. things like that. And then the minor arcana, which are four suits of cards, like in a regular playing card deck. As the person being read, mm-hmm. how would you advise me on going into this? Okay. Just keep an open mind. Okay. So what I do first when I read is I do a little numerology first. Okay. So I like to see what growth year people are in um, that um, can go a long way toward where the reading's going. So I don't need the year. I just need your birth month and birthday. My birth month is, do you want the number? Just the number. Nine. Nine. And the day? Fifteen. Fifteen. So we're going to add those together. The math is the tricky part. Oh my gosh. Tell me about it. Okay. So that's 24, and you're in your 2022 birthday, because you haven't had a birthday yet this year. Correct. I know that because I'm psychic. <laughs> so here we are. So we're adding these together, 6 and 4 and 2. So 6 plus 6 equals 12. Reduce that to a single digit, which is 3. Wow. So you're in a 3 year. Now, the 3 has to do with the High Priestess card. Let me pull it. It might take a minute. There's a bunch of cards in here. The High Priestess sounds good. Yeah, it's it's actually very good. And in my deck, she's Wonder Woman, and I'll pull that out and show you. So did you do the art for your own deck? Yes. Uh, There's drawing, there's collage, and um, some painting, too. But yeah, I put the whole thing together myself. Some of the pictures I printed off, some I drew. You're creative, generally speaking. Yeah, I've got a design background. I went to fashion design school, and I was a theater costume major so now tell me if i shouldn't talk or is it distract you if i talk no it doesn't at all okay i'm you know what i lied to you it's not the high priest just this is where the math gets tricky okay so it's the empress which is even better okay yeah so i try to do my son's fourth grade math and i i i can barely do third grade math calculators are a wonderful invention Okay, so the Empress. Okay. Her number is three, and that's in the major arcana. And I'm going to pull my Empress out of my deck just to show you a comparison here. So then Deb has made her own tarot cards. So the art is kind of funky and fun and modern Mm -hmm. versus the traditional tarot set that looks almost like royalty or biblical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my archetypes tend to be cartoon characters, lots of different things. Let me find this. Oh, yeah. They're pretty cards. Thank you. The original deck was much smaller, and I thought, well, people really need to see what's going on in these. So here's the Empress, and here's my version of the Empress, which is Malibu Barbie. Oh, my gosh. Um, But um, as Ishtar, the Sumerian goddess, so I call it the Endless Sumerian because it's a play on the Endless Summer. Oh, sure. Okay. So... You're in a three-year, which is the Empress card, and the Empress has earned all of those stars in her crown. I mean, this is a year where you should really be feeling that glow, that aura around your brain and around your psyche. And and from the head to the heart, it feels very connected, your head and your heart right now. Mm-hmm. So emotionally, it feels like you have been really, really working toward some incredible goals. Mm-hmm. And you will continue to through your next birthday. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing about the Empress is... She needs to redraw her boundaries a lot. Mm. So it's like people look at you and they'll go, oh, look at Emily. She's just, she's got it all together. I want one of those and two of those and three of those and four of those. And you're like, wait, 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 I need something for myself. Mm. So you've got to redraw that line in the sand constantly. People you love will do that. Mm-hmm. People, you, it's like, oh, can you do this? And, and you just, it's like pushing a line back in football. 
Hmm. You've got to draw that line in the sand and say, I will give you this. This I need to leave for me. Mm, okay. So she's a people pleaser. She's people. Oh, definitely a pleaser. And a yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Okay. That sounds right. And she's cute. She's, <laughs> she's very cute. cute. Yeah. So we've done your numerology. You're in a three year. Three year. And now I'm going to use the little angel cards. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to spread them around. And I'm going to have you pick two of them. Just whatever appeals to you. Can you tell me what the three year means? Three year. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't explain the numerology. So we go in these nine year cycles. Okay. From one to nine. And I use the major cards for that. Okay. So like I'm in a seven year right now, which has to do with the chariot, which is about moving forward and mm-hmm. things like that. And... One, of course, is new beginnings, and you get to that nine year, and it's about looking back at everything that you've done. It's about kind of cleaning things up, cleaning out the emotional sock drawer, and looking forward Mm. to what you can do in your next nine-year cycle. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I love cleaning out a sock drawer. Oh, me too. Me too. (laughs) When When you feel completely out of control, that's the thing to do. Wow. Okay. All right. So pick two. Just two. Yeah. Okay. And so these are little cards. Mm -hmm. Um, little rectangles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to pick one, and it says delight. Okay. I love that word. Yeah. And does the picture mean anything? Yeah, the little angels. Some of them are very funny. And, and let's see, in this one, it's, um, oh, it's a bunch of angels having a party. <laughs> delight. Okay, delight. and these just supplement? They supplement the reading. And a lot of times it can be about the subtext of the reading. Wow, okay. So pick another. Are any of these negative? You know, they're neg- all pretty positive. They're all positive and negativity is what you put into it. I mean, if there's something, maybe it's something, a bad habit or something that you're trying to break. Okay. So I'll pick the second one. Okay. Risk. So this speaks to me. Okay. I'm adverse to risk. Mm-hmm. And my husband wants to take risks. Yes. I used to be a risk taker. I had kids and I developed yes. tons of fear. Well, of course. And... I think that happens to a lot of women when they have kids Mm -hmm. because you're not just looking out for yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. And risk is kind of what you make it. The little angel on here is is going down white water rapids. Yeah. But she's also paddling her own canoe. Yeah. So risk, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to jump out of an airplane. It can be something as simple as going to a PTA meeting and go, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't say that. But... Mm. The risk part is about feeling brave enough to do certain things. And they can be very small things. There's risk in everything. Mm. And then feeling some joy and delight that you did take that risk, whether it's, you know, I'm going to get this pair of shoes instead of that pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. What's coming to my mind is skiing. Okay. I am fearful of getting hurt because I won't be able to take care of my kids. Yes, yes. So I don't want to put myself out there and and try skiing Mm -hmm. again. When when I was younger, I could have cared less. Oh, sure. So what you do, there's a risk factor there. Start on the bunny slopes. Yeah. Take some lessons. It doesn't mean you have to go, you know, run into a tree or be on anything dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even do cross-country skiing. Mm. So risk is telling me it's okay to take a risk. It's okay to take a risk. Just don't do anything stupid. Yeah. If it, if it feels like something you wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole, then don't do it. Okay. And delight when you pull this card or someone pulls this card, what do you get around delight? I get around just being joyful with the people that you love, maybe extending that out, um, doing things that, well, obviously this delights you. You Mm -hmm. like doing your podcast, Mm -hmm. but things that maybe picking up a new, um, 
art form or challenge or something that you can take new delight in, that you can revel in and feel good about and proud of. The picture here is a social picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked about with a couple friends about this is that I put productivity and the to-do list and getting things done above having fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's fine. But put having fun on the list too. So you go down your list. I have a checklist every day of things I have to do. And at the end of the day, whether it's go to the gym or have dinner with somebody or even have a long phone conversation with a friend who doesn't live here, I'll factor that in. Yeah. That's awesome advice. Okay, so is this typical scenario for what you would do? Sure, sure, absolutely. I'm doing what I would normally do. Now, I'm going to shuffle the cards a little bit. And um, I just shuffle them until they feel right. I also, a lot of readers... I should do that. Oh, that's okay. It's kind of like ASMR. There are a lot of readings out there that you can do. There's one in particular that's pretty well known called the Celtic Cross. I don't like that reading. I've never liked it, so I made up my own. Oh, wow. It's a little past, present, future spread with extra things. Oh, okay. And then depending on where the cards lay, there can be different timings, um, just all kinds of things. Wow, okay. So let's just do a little quick one here. I'll do a little three cards, start with a little three cards spread. Okay. Let's see what happens. If I had pulled an emperor, what Mm -hmm. would that have meant if it was male? Ah, the emperor. The emperor is about structure and foundation. It doesn't matter if it's male or or female. It doesn't matter gender at all. Wow. Um, The emperor is about, um, I always see the card as, so you've built this big wall. It's a wonderful wall. Like You've built the structure and foundation, but you feel like maybe you need to make some changes. Mm. So you tap until you hear a spot and pull the brick out nothing's going to collapse. Mm. So you pull another brick out so you can exchange things without having to knock down your entire structure. Mm. So making changes within what you have. Yeah, okay. So if I pull a male card, that does not matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. No, it doesn't matter at all. Okay, so you're doing a past, present, and future. Yeah. Just a little quickie. Okay. okay. Are you a lefty or a righty? I'm right. I like to work with a non-dominant hand, so I'm going to have you take your left hand. Okay. And... Um, From the bottom, cut three times. Just plop, 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 wherever they feel right. Plop. Mm -hmm. Plop. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Sorry, I made that a hard reach. That's okay. I made that four. (laughs) All right. Let's throw some cards down and see what happens. Okay. And I also never read my cards upside down. Some people do. Some people are like, oh, upside down is negative. I just, I figure what's the point. Okay. So, Ace of Rods. And I also read from right to left. I don't know. I, I just always have. Hmm. You've got the Queen of Swords. Ah, it's going to be an interesting two months for you. Mm. Are you going to go skiing in March? We have talked about doing a skiing trip. Um, it never came to fruition. Okay. But it was discussed. Okay. But again, I'm always fearful. Of course. Of course. And then we also talked about snowmobiling. Yeah. The, the, and that's up to you. I just, I'm afraid of all winter sports. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So what we have here is we've got the Ace of Rods, the past, we've got the Queen of Swords, which is the present, and then we've got the Two of Pentacles, which is the future. Now, the Rods are fire energy. The Rods are like the um, diamonds. Okay. Uh, Things happening quickly. Um, The Swords are like the spades, and they look negative, but there's really not a bad card in the deck. Okay. And they are about um, communication, error. Mm. And then the pentacles are like uh, like a little crystal ball. They're like the diamonds. So it's about um, abundance in all forms. Mm. It's about focus. Mm. So 
you've got the Ace of Rods here, and this is about a year time frame, and it feels like you have, I want to say there was something almost like repetition compulsion in a way, but mm. not, not really negative, something that kept coming up, and then you'd push it back, mm. and it would come up, and you'd push it back, and it feels like finally you're able to have new growth with this particular situation, and it's like a bad dream now. Mm. It, it feels like it doesn't affect you directly anymore. Mm. And I want to say it was just about putting your foot down and making up your mind that it wasn't going to happen anymore. Mm. I would say that's accurate. Yeah, memory probably. Yeah. 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 And it's like something you'll always remember, yeah. but it doesn't have to hang over you like a cloud. Okay. Well, I have OCD and I've like sought treatment for mm-hmm. it. So um, I'm able to look past things that I have not been. That's very impressive. Yeah. And, boy, talk but, it, it, but it did come to a breaking point sure. where am I going to see help for this or I'm going to let it rule my life? Wasn't that taking a risk? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's what comes to mind. Anyway. Sure. That makes sense to me. Queen of Swords looks very sinister, but she's not. And for as lovely and gentle as you seem, you, when it, especially when it comes to your family mm-hmm. and your emotional health, the buck stops here. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, with the three-year, too, about drawing that line in the sand. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a double-edged sword. You're going to cut things off at the knees. You don't let things drag and drag and drag like you used to. Mm-hmm. It's about boom, boom, here and now. Quick cuts better than a long pain. Mm. But it's also about communicating with yourself. Hmm. And knowing that, I don't think you fool yourself very much. I think you're pretty straightforward with yourself. Yeah. I say I know every flaw about myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine because our flaws can sometimes become your strengths too. Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't fool myself. I don't talk myself out of anything or into anything. I know the reality within that that's kind of what i do with readings people say oh do you read for yourself i'm like no i know what's going to happen yeah. you know it's about um being aware being self-aware yeah. yes which you very much are and this the the last card here for the future the two of pentacles so it's a person juggling these two balls and there's a sort of a stormy sea behind them so it feels like You've got some room to play over the next couple of months and kind of decide where you want to focus. It's funny, I closed my eyes and I just saw all of these jelly jars that were being filled up. Hmm. And But I, it, it's about fulfilling a need for yourself. Hmm. And you don't just have to pick one thing. It's about... Um, so I'm seeing these jelly jars, and one is, you know, it's got maybe a quarter full, and one's about half full, and one's completely full, and then one's like a third full. So it's about taking those strengths that you have and throwing in a little, little delight, just kind of having fun with them. Hmm. Because nothing at this point is going to get taken away from you unless you let it. Hmm. Okay. Yet if there's a period of the year that's slower for mm-hmm. me, it's this, yes. it's the cold weather. Yes. So, and this is a very internal kind of card too. So do stuff in the house, do stuff around the house. Um, if you do any kind of art mm-hmm. or anything like that, maybe kick it up a notch. Okay, interesting. Trust. Also, if, and this is just something that I feel intuitively, this time of year can be like an ancestor time. Mm. And it feels like maybe, and I'm seeing this in my head, so if, if it's not you, I, I apologize, but putting together some kind of like a personal scrapbook of certain people in your life with pictures and notes and Hmm. things and kind of cataloging that and I'm not sure why Hmm, that's interesting okay 
So kind of looking at where I come from kind yes, of thing? Yes, absolutely. Look, and looking at where you've come from and looking at where you are now and sort of exploring the in-between. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. When you pulled that card, you said, are you going to go skiing? Right. Is that on a plan? It's, it's about a two-month time frame. So, um, Why that, was, that particular card? That particular card? It's about two months, and it looked like, you know, maybe kind of playing with some ideas you thought about, but wow. you hadn't really done them. So Okay. And then I said snowmobiling. Mm-hmm. And you, your I made a face, face changed. It's just because I don't care for winter sports. Oh. <laughs> it has nothing. To, it has nothing to do with you. Wear a helmet if you're going to go snowmobiling. But I don't foresee anything. I mean, unless you decide to ski into a tree, I don't see anything terrible happen in the next couple of months. Okay, my friend got in a snowmobile accident. What's the What's the foot thing? Is it you? Is it your kid? Hap? Does he have a dewclaw issue? Is there a with our dog? Yeah. Well, just recently, he couldn't walk at all. Okay, that's it. Okay. And then, um, well, we thought we were going to put him down, mm-hmm. the dog. Like, he was immobile. Yeah. And then, sure enough, the next day, he started to get better. But he's just slowed down so intensely. Yeah, yeah. But at one point, he couldn't walk. Yeah, no. He's a good boy. He wants to stick around. Oh, interesting. He's just grumpy. He's a little grumpy old man. Okay, interesting. So when you closed your eyes and you saw something mm-hmm. with feet... Mm-hmm. In your mind's eye, you see feet, literally? Well, I, it's, yeah, sometimes. I mean, but what I was seeing was more of a paw. Mm. And um, and then I think I need to get his, his claws clipped. Well, that's probably a good idea. I mean, it never hurts. Um, if they can do that without sedating him, yeah. if you've got a good vet, go for it. Okay, but I just noticed that last mm-hmm. time I gave him a bath. Yeah, he, pro- he probably could use a little pedicure. Okay, interesting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Crazy. So is this how you end? Well, yeah. Or, I mean, sometimes if it, it depends on how long somebody wants to read. Sure. You can lay down more cards like, ah, oh, this is nice. Ace of Cups. The cups are like the hearts. Okay. So it's about love, self-love, self-esteem. And what you do, and this is very much, you know, what, what you do in your life. My cup runneth over. So you, whatever extra you have, because you're a pleaser, yeah, you give back. But it also helps fill you up. Mm. So it's sort of like the little um, the little porridge pot in the old folk tales that mm-hmm. would just keep feeding people. So you like to nourish the world. Um, there was something I just heard recently. If you're in a bad mood or having a bad day, give to someone. Yes. Do something yes. for someone else. Absolutely. And it'll turn you around. It will. Can you tell me about the little um, kind of spiral on a... Yes. Chain. This is called a pendulum, and you don't have to have okay, a fancy one. Yeah. Um, you can take a key and use a plumb line with a string. I like the pendulum, and not everybody can use every tool. Like, I'm, I'm stupid when it comes to math, so I'm not very good at astrology. But I like the pendulum, and so for me, it's real good for yes-no answers. Oh, so when I pick up a pendulum for the first time, I say my name to myself, and I see what direction it goes. Hmm. And for me, it's almost always clockwise for yes and counterclockwise for no. So now I'll say, my name is Emily. And it kind of went the other direction. Going the other direction. So it's good for quick yes, no answers. Okay, so anyone can make a pendulum. Yes. Um, they Like in art class, If you um, all you have to do is take a string, uh-huh. attach a key or something to it. You want to make sure it's evenly weighted, yeah. Okay, and that might be good for yes or no answers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else you think people want to know or I should ask 
or you should say? Um, let me see. And I want to know how people can contact you. Okay. People can contact me through the store at International Galleries. Okay. Just calling? Just calling. Okay. Yes. You want and to give the number? Do you know it? Yes. It's 217 328 Okay. Two two five four. Okay, and I don't do walk-ins, but um, I can usually get people in within the week. Okay, and there's there are different price levels. Okay, um, I still charge less than anybody else in town. Okay, and for like um, a girls' party or oh, I do all kinds of fun things for girls' parties. Like I've done a lot of showers, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I do is I'll read people's lipsticks. Oh, because since I'm an esthetician too, I've got this great book about lipsticks and the different shapes. You know, you can sort of read off of them with what people are going through. Meaning the girl puts lipstick on and she kisses like a piece of paper? No, no. You, she just pulls out her lipstick. Oh, and depending, my Some gosh. of them are, you know, will be flat. Some of them will have like a curve. Yes. And so that's a real fun party game. And I love reading for people with their friends around because sometimes people will go like, oh, no, no. And their friends will be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's it. <laughs> so the tag teaming is really They're fun. like the counterbalance. Yes, yes. And so people can come to you. Mm-hmm. Or you will meet them at a party. I can meet them at a party. It just really depends. Okay. And um, like I said, I'm doing the quick readings at the Esquire Lounge in downtown Champaign mm-hmm. on, um, I think it's the 21st. It's Mardi Gras okay. uh, in February. Okay. And um, all the money goes to charity. And this year, it's the Hoopston Animal Rescue Team. That is so cool. They're very underfunded. They're wonderful people. That's where I got my fabulous cat. Okay. All right. Okay, well, thank you so much. This was thank you fascinating. Oh, I had a great time. Thank you so much. Really cool. So give Deb a holler if you want to look into um, the future, mm-hmm. the past, the present. Yeah. Okay. Just what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Okay. Thank you, Deb. Thank you, Emily. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. However, your podcast host of choice allows. Please positively rate, review, comment, and give all the stars. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and ring that notification bell so you know when the next episode drops. Also, search and follow HyperLocalCU on all social media. If I forgot anything or you need me, visit my website at HyperLocalCU.com. Bye!